Hi, and welcome to the Sovereign States of Mind podcast, where we explore personal sovereignty and what it means to reclaim authority over our own lives. This comes in many different shapes and forms, including homesteading, off-grid living, Bitcoin, self-reliance, self-sufficiency, parenting, health, gratitude and mindfulness, and much more. My name is Jordan Herbs, and I'm excited to have you along for the ride as I talk to different people about how we can gain more independence from these state and corporate entities. If you're interested in learning more about me and my life and how my family is becoming more autonomous and sovereign, you can find our YouTube channel. It's called A Family in Paradise. And we document our off-grid living in Hawaii. There are no sponsors for this show. So if you find value in anything here, your tips and donations are appreciated. There are links in the episode notes. You can also stream this episode on the Fountain podcasting app, and that will also help bring exposure to the show as well as send me some Satoshis. Another great way to support the show is to head over to www.sovereignstatesofmind.com and subscribe to our newsletter. You have the option to join a premium subscription. You can support the show as well as gain access to a new Telegram group I am starting so we can bring the discussion to the community and really try to tackle the top that you, the audience, want to hear. For extra premium subscriptions and content creators, there'll also be a subscription option to get access to the two or three highlight clips I make every week of every episode, and you will have the full rights to use those clips as long as you link back to the podcast. They are great for montages, inspirational quotes, and general social content. So if you like what we're working on, I really invite you to check out SovereignStatesOfMind.com and join the community in some way, shape, or form. Without further ado, let's get started. Sovereign States of Mind. The reason you're on here is because I stumbled upon a tweet of yours that kind of blew up a few weeks ago that briefly explain some hardships you went through amidst a fairly significant transition uh, taking place in your life. And from what I gather of your story, which I'd love to hear in more detail, uh, you really came out of it kicking ass. You you really found success and you really created something um, profound in the sense of you discovered this this drive you had in a moment of adversity and you really took it to the next level from what i see it's no easy task to to provide value that generates income for us uh so to get started you you had a regular job and then you left it right and you started your yep. own business yeah could you I start did. i should could, could you shed some light on why that happened and where it went from there yeah, so um, when I was an employee, I'm always I was always used to working like long hours, right? So um, my mentality has always been to deliver value, and the way that I deliver value as an employee was to work the kind of hours and also um, to hone my craft in a certain in a certain sense. So I knew nothing. I knew nothing about um, knowing uh, knowing your worth, knowing your value. And stuff like this to me was just um, you know putting in 12 to 14 hour work days are, are pretty much the norm for me so at the point of time uh, when I was employed I was pretty much staying up till say 3 a.m. in the morning uh, just working and <clears throat> and that was also because uh, some of the partners that I had to deal with were in the in the United States 
um, it's a great, it was a great time uh, because the, the partners are really nice to work with and uh, I have, I've had great friends as well. But I think, uh, but at the same time, there were also some leadership transitions uh, that happened that, uh, that I think that because there was some miscommunication, I was suddenly expected to be in office uh, by 7am. So, so that kind of, that kind of uh, threw me way off. Um, and I left my job at a point of time, you know, seeking my own, seeking on my own freedom. I, I built my own business for a short while. So I, uh, so probably the, the post that you saw was me building my e-commerce business to $300,000 in three months. So <clears throat> that was a time where, when I left the job, I was, uh, my son was newborn, then my grandma died and, and I had to, I had to uh, brace these adversities and, and continue building my business, right? But the, the story that I didn't say <clears throat> in that tweet was that after building that business, uh, during while building that business, I was still working 14 hours, hour days because I had, I brought that mentality into my entrepreneurship days. And I, and on top of that, I worked during the weekends, which really, really burnt me out. So what happened was then, um, because of that was 2019, 2020, and because of the whole lockdown that happened during COVID, accumulated into a lot, a, a lot of stress in me because of the life changes, because of the long hours, because of the, the changes in the environment. I was launched into a depression, a bout of depression that lasted for maybe about <clears throat> four to six months. It took me a while to get out of that. So during that time, I remember just lying there thinking to myself, like, I want to die. Like there was literally thoughts that come in, come in to my mind telling me that I want to end this life. And <clears throat> I was quite surprised because, because I'm usually a practitioner of, of meditation. So I, I tend to detach and observe my thoughts. So when I had these kind of thoughts, I was very curious, like, why is it that I can't, I can't move my body? Uh, you know, I had, I had excruciating back pain and just getting out of my bed. I felt like, man, I, I don't look forward to life anymore. And I talked to my wife. I talked to a few specialists. I talked to um, some counselors and professionals uh, in the, in the men mental health um, area. And I did my research. And I found that it was a, it was a small, uh, you know, some somewhat classified as depression. I would, it wasn't, it wasn't clinically classified. I wasn't clinically diagnosed, but it it was pointing all towards that direction. Mm. And from there, it took me a long while to, to walk out of this state. By then, I did, by then I did that. <clears throat> restarted my entrepreneurship journey and right now I'm already back in to replace replacing my previous income and uh, yeah I've already crossed uh, five figures in in terms of uh, earnings for now so you're so you've got the spirit of uh I've met entrepreneurs that just have this spirit where the as soon as they're ready to put their mind into it they go make a lot of money and I've always been a little bit envious because I've never been that, that person. Like I, 
I have my own, I guess, business where I find clients, I do creative work and production, things like that, but never some kind of commerce, e-commerce situation or anything bringing in passive income, so to speak. But I'm curious if you want to talk about it, what exactly prompted the depression? There was a, a number of uh, different things that accumulated. So uh, I guess I didn't take care of my mental health because where uh, <clears throat> during uh, so during during the time of managing the e-commerce business uh, there were a lot of moving parts and um, because of all the different environmental changes that that happened like for example COVID hit and we had a, a huge shipping problem right a lot of people mm. say that uh, a lot of people found success during COVID um, but at the same time, also, there was a lot of price increases that happened during COVID. So with that, and also a number of other factors that were related to the business, I wasn't handling myself emotionally well. In that sense, um, I've always been brought up in such a way that men are just not supposed to show their emotions. Men are just supposed to brush it away and just sweep it under the carpet and we are strong, right? But then when I suffered that episode, I realized that you're not supposed to just brush it aside because it's gonna accumulate and explode one day. And because of that, I started this journey of reading up about how to regulate my emotions, how to understand and identify the factors that, that triggers and what I should do, you know? start talking to people, start seeking professional help. If I can, take breaks. Like one of the things that I talk about a lot on my tweets is taking breaks. Like if it's a Sunday, you got to take a break. Your body needs it. Your, health, uh, your, your brain needs it. And if you need a holiday, you need to take it. Let's say I'm, I'm on a holiday. If I'm on a ho holiday, I try my best not to think about work. Put it down. Let myself refresh and then come back to it with a fresh mind. And I found that with this understanding of emotional regulation, I'm able to also teach that to my child because I've noticed that, and I also give my wife a lot of credit for this because she's really good at this. So just watching how he grew, grows up compared to the way that I, I've grown up, right? Um, but of course, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's my parents' fault whatsoever because they did what they could do of course of right? course so so the thing is but just just looking at him how he he's growing up and how i'm growing up i think we are uh i think he's on a much better trajectory in that sense which which is great of course he'll have his own challenges in life to to handle and stuff like this but i find that you know he's so much better able to understand his own emotions and regularly he could even tell me like oh i'm feeling angry or i'm feeling scared right now um, something that I can't even do in my childhood. So I think that's that's uh, a huge plus for me. How how old is your son now? He's four years old this year. Okay, yeah, ours he just is about four in July. Oh, cool. Ours is about three and yeah. a half, so they're like same oh. same age almost. Yeah, we. It's really important for us to encourage him to share how he's feeling, especially because it's obvious, you know, when a three or four year old is mad. Uh, for no reason, there's something else going on. 
we'll try to help him and encourage him to kind of talk it, try to get to the the source of of what's actually bothering him instead of just kind of these tantrums, these, uh, what do we call them? Like memories of tantrums from when he was, you know, two. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's, that's really amazing that that's a, that's something conscious on the part of you and your wife to, to share that with your son. That's super important for the next generation. So, uh, your grandmother died, you have a child and you're yeah. working crazy hours and you start a $300,000 business in three months. Uh, and then you get super depressed and that's when you learn that you have to chill out a bit and take a break. <laughs> and that's pretty much the story. Yeah. And so now you have an even more, uh, financially successful business and you're relaxing more. You've got your mental health more under control. Thanks to that. I would say that, yeah, I would say that it, it is a more meaningful business. It is a business that mm. I would put myself, uh, you know, I would, I literally put my name on it because it, it, I'm pretty much building my own <laughs> yeah. personal brand. At the same yeah. time, it's a lot more profitable. I'm, I'm earning like more than 95% profits in this sense. In e-commerce, <clears throat> uh, in e-commerce, uh, the, the pro profits are a lot less because of inventory, because of shipping. And also at the same time, you have to rely a lot on, on other partners for the business. But in, in building a personal brand, um, you, you rely so much, you rely so much more on you know, just replicating yourself, finding ways to, to replicate that in, in terms of creating digital products, uh, creating, uh, uh, taking in consulting clients and also, uh, you know, even if you find a partnership, it is, it is building another sort of, uh, informational type of business, which then eliminates the need for additional moving parts in the business, which I feel like this is a more uh manageable type of business for anybody who is starting out new like if i were to start my entrepreneurship journey again i would build my personal brand first because it's an asset that will allow me to then build on other things like for example the minute i started building my personal brand i started having clients or prospects coming to me asking me about consulting already within the first month I didn't have to have a lot of followers. In fact, I started at maybe about a hundred followers or something. And um, <clears throat> by the time I was 700 followers on, on Twitter, I had my first client. And then by the time I had, I was like a thousand followers, I had my second client. So a lot of people had this misconception of, I need to be at 10,000 followers before I can start. Uh, Right, earning right. a good uh, a good income but that's a limiting belief so the the reason why i started a personal brand is really because i am held fully accountable for what i do my own actions not hiding behind some brands and and you know um and and trying out like ninja tricks and, and stuff like this there are a lot of there are a lot of uh people out there and i'm not saying is is a good or bad thing i'm saying that there are a lot of talented people out there, but the way that I want to approach it is that I can put my name on something, I can back it up, and then whatever I do, I make sure that I have tried it, it works before I teach it to somebody else. 
I think that's wow. something that's very meaningful for me. And that now I'm remembering self-limiting beliefs is what I saw in that tweet. And that was, I, I believe what you said is we can't fall victim to those because then we won't get anywhere. Then we'll just be stuck. Absolutely. Yeah. And as much as I've thought over the years that like, I don't have those, I always find more that are just kind of programmed into me as a child or something. And we just have to become aware of them and then remove them so we can be unlimited again. <laughs> and it's, it's my, really it's really interesting. Yeah. Like when I started writing down what my limiting beliefs are, I was so surprised that I had so many of them. <laughs> you don't really realize yeah, that yeah. it exists until you, you confront them. I, uh, I think you also had the tips for writing down your values and your goals. Uh, I, oh, yes. I have them up. I have them up on my wall now. Thanks to, thanks to those tips. I've written my own. Nice. I love it. And, uh, so, yeah, so let's unpack this for a bit because this is really important. I think, uh, I, I think I'm going to start calling it the journey to being a sovereign creator, really, because even just as you're a consultant, but you're creating content on Twitter. And so we have our business, we have our expertise, but in order to put it out there, we're making content. We're trying to engage audiences. We're trying to find audiences, then engage the people in those audiences, and then eventually uh, sell something to them if they're interested. But all along the way, our main mission is to provide value in a personal brand uh, in today's, uh, ecosystem, I guess. And this is something yes, I'm, this is something I'm personally just starting out on, on this journey over the last few months. I've never used Twitter in my life. And once I've started following people like you, yourself, giving these really good tips, I'm seeing my Twitter count, my follower count go up because I'm trying to provide value and I'm still working on my own message. And I have a lot of services I offer, but I'm working on honing and molding that into my own message and who I am. And I'm not a consultant per se, but I am a producer and creator. Uh, but it also relates to my beliefs and what you were saying, how you're putting your face on the business and, and that you believe anyone starting out should start with the personal brand and then add up from there. There's something really important about acknowledging I've started so many operations that could have been like my thing. They never were very good business models. They never had products that made money or like selling an idea or something. So I never was very successful, but I also never put my name on them because I wasn't proud of it. It wasn't me. It, it wasn't, it wasn't it. And now that I'm working into this new realm of kind of merging my, my skills with offering my earned insights that I see this is, this is really beautiful. It has integrity. I'm not trying to hide who I am. Like this is me. And yes, um, I'm trying to sell you something, but I think if, if you think it's valuable, then great. Then we all win. We don't have to feel like there's some ethical quandary with something we're selling and where it's being produced. And if there's some, 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 and, Somewhere in the line of assembly, there might be some kind of uh, unethical things happening if it's a physical product, for example. But when we're just selling ourselves, then we can just be ourselves. A hundred percent. And <clears throat> I love that you had that realization because uh, mm. to me, one of the things that I recommend my consulting clients to do, because a, a couple of them are e-commerce businesses, the things that I recommend them to do is to 
use their founder's message as part of their marketing because having somebody a face behind a brand is going to make a bigger difference to their brand than just being uh, just a logo or just some words because people relate to human beings people relate to a human's story right it could be a user's story it could be a founder story and the founder story would tell you why the company is founded in the first place and in terms of having a uh, having our own personal uh, brand there's so many other things that come with it like for example um, you invited me on this podcast which which uh, I'm very thankful for and I'm very honored to be on and the same time uh, I'm also speaking at an event which is happening here in Singapore in August mid-August you know, you get a lot of opportunities that come to you that you don't realize will come to you, right? And and a, and every, a lot of times, this personal brand serves as your portfolio, a, a public portfolio that attracts like-minded people to you. It's just like, what I've realized is that people who, who come to me share a certain mindset of, you know, work-life balance, about finding out the uh, finding out their purpose in life, you know, merging that <clears throat> merging that work and and play line together. Mm-hmm. Right? And these these are the things that and and these are the things that really really fills my tank because it makes <laughs> me feel like hey, I want to wake up for these people because they need me. And if I don't feel like writing a tweet today, I just had to think of one person that told me, dude, your tweet changed my life. <clears throat> I just had to look at my messages because every once in a while I get that <clears throat> these days. And they were like, dude, I mean, that was an instant bookmark, man. It was, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but yeah, by just just by looking at those messages, it just lights, lights me up and say, if somebody needs me to talk about what I do, it, it is only going to take maybe uh, an hour, two hours of my life. Why am I not doing that? Why, why don't I just do that? It, it is so much better to drive yourself with passion than driving yourself with fear of not having enough. That, that is a very different driver. Oh, yeah. And that's one reason I really appreciate you coming on because if you think about how many hours in a day you got kids, uh, maybe you got to work out. There's like things we have to do to live out here, but then we try to work. Uh, an hour of your day is a lot. And you come on here to just share some of your story and insights in here. And it's like, well, this is something as that I explore now. It's like, at what point is uh, something worth or not worth your time, for example? If something, whenever there's something that um, that comes to me, I ask myself if if it allows me to share the message that I want to. So that's the reason why having the values. Uh, I'm just looking at them on my on my wall right now, yeah. and I'm glad that you you told me that yeah. it inspired you to create yours. When you look at your values and you ask yourself. You know, these are the things that are important to me. Does this fit into the <clears throat> into that, or am I doing this because I find that okay, it's, it's uh, it, it makes money, 
or is it because it's an ego trip, right? I feel good because I, I'm on, I'm on something like this. Um, yes, of course. Uh, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do things for the money, right? You need to have both. You need to make do something that makes money and and fills your passion as well. If you can find that, you're golden. Like I would say that I'm, I am doing something that I really love right now and is making me money at the same time. Um, but what I'm saying is that if if something comes to you and and you find that you're just you're purely doing it for for one side, like if you're just doing for the money, it could be a very one-dimensional thing. And if you continue doing this over and over and over again for a long time, you will start to feel an emptiness inside you. So when you find that when you find that you're you're doing something that is more synergistic and at one with your own values, it's totally aligned and and you can be yourself. Like when I come onto this, I just feel like, hey, you know, let's let's just talk about what I I love talking about. And I don't even have to think a lot about it because it's just me. It's just part of who <laughs> I am. And it's just part of how I how I see the world. And what you see, what what you hear about me talking right here, if I meet a friend right now, I'm gonna tell him the same thing. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell him, you gotta find you gotta find ways to uh to have time for yourself. You you gotta pursue what you love to do, and try to merge that that line of work and play, because that is when you truly get to experiment to see what exactly motivates you. And and you asked me about. Uh, while it was one of the other triggers, right, uh, of my depression, one of the one of the bigger factors was also um, pursuing my work and motivating myself with fear, with mm. negative emotions. So, motivating myself with with a voice in my head saying, "You better get up. You better work today, because you got a family to feed. You you got you gotta uh, you just gotta keep going because you want to prove." so and so wrong and whatsoever those kind of feelings can uh, and those kind of inner dialogue can feed you for one year or two years eventually get to you your 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 system is going to break down it's going to take back because these uh these kind of energy are two like double edged swords but if you feed yourself from using positive energy which is what something i I, I found recently, you know, through writing, through to building my personal brand, I found that if you focus on the things that feed you, when you take away the external motivating factors, you will start to feel unmotivated. That was a that was literally a phase I went through. I felt unmotivated. I started asking around people who are more experienced than me. And one of the best advice I got was remember that as human beings, we have external, we have internal triggers. Start writing and journaling about what are the things that makes you happy. A lot of people look at spirituality as, you know, having the status quo, just being in the now and stuff like this. But a lot of people forget that there is also another side where we are looking to move humanity forward. How can you then help to push humanity towards the next level? towards the next level of like so-called awareness or consciousness, so to speak, right? Uh, I'm not like super spiritual, but 
uh, I'm a bit more practical in my approach to things, I have found peace in spirituality as well. But with that, how do you then push your message forward? I find that pushing my message forward will be able to benefit people. And it has come back to me in many ways with you telling me that, uh, you know, some of the things has inspired you. Some of the things that I wrote has inspired you. I've also received a couple of, in fact, a, a number of messages from, uh, from Twitter, from Instagram, from even my email as well. People just telling me that, hey, you know, I've never thought of things that way. And sometimes these, these people, they actually have bigger accounts than me. And I'm surprised that they actually tell me that because uh, I've always thought that, hey, you know, um, I'm a small account. These people are, are maybe like uh, 20K, 30K, even 100K. What can they learn from me? But if you're true to yourself, then you will be able to find a lot of things that you can share because, because of how you see the world, the perspective that you gain. What led you to starting your own personal brand? I was searching for different ways to, to build a business with minimal moving parts. And by moving mm. parts, I mean the, uh, anything that has to do with uh, making the business work. Like, for example, having to do tech, having to, having to deal with inventory, <laughs> having to work with separate partners, having to have basically more people to monitor where the, where the shipment is. So I was, taught to my, I was thinking to myself, you know, Hey, I don't really think that I want to, I want to go back into a business that has inven inventory. Yes, I can help businesses that, that has this, if they have, if they have problems, I know how to diagnose it. I know how to solve these kind of problems, but do I want to run that as my own business? I don't think I want to do it because I, I want to experiment with how I can run a business as just one person, right? Mm -hmm. So, so I, I came across an idea of building, uh, building what, what, um, some people call a side hustle, so to speak. And, um, you know, just having a personal brand. Um, I think there was somebody who, who, who mentioned, uh, to me, a friend of mine, uh, on Facebook. And he mentioned that, uh, having a personal brand is like a public portfolio, which I felt like it was, it was quite a thing that I wanted to, to do because I come from a, I come from a circle where, uh, people are very used to using hyperbolic marketing tactics and uh, just hiding behind, just behind hiding behind a product, hiding behind a brand. Um, I decided that I want to do the opposite. I want to do, I want to do something that allows me to then just put myself out there and and hold myself accountable. That accountability part, that transparency part, has helped me to change a lot of my initial exposure and training into something that is more accountable something that is more uh something that is something that i can stand behind and also reach out to people that i want to work with with confidence because if i'm if i'm building something that i can't put my name on there's there's no way that people would you know uh upfront know that this is my product or they wouldn't associate it with me if they don't if they don't know me beforehand, right? So in my career, I I've done fairly well, um, helping a company to twenty times their earnings, like from hundred thousand dollars to two uh, two million dollars a month. 
I, I, I think I did uh, pretty decently in my career. Um, and I just feel like in order for me to feel satisfied, I need to, I need to do something that is, that, that, that aligns with, with me. And as I was chatting with this friend, he mentioned to me that building a personal brand is, is kind of like therapeutic. So that's a very interesting part for me because it, it was very interesting when he associated building a personal brand with a self-discovery journey. And that was what uh, intrigued me at first. And remember you, you mentioned earlier in this call that you're also at this stage where you're finding your voice, you're interviewing different people to, to understand what are the things that drives you. This is the same journey that I went through uh, since October. I, I was doing this part-time uh, on the site in October. I got into this full-time in February. And when I started to understand what is it that I really resonated with, the idea of building micro-businesses, the idea of building businesses that requires little time and effort to, to really manage because... Not, not because you are lazy, but because they just, if, if you reach a certain level of proficiency uh, in terms of writing, in terms of delivering the value, you really just need maybe a couple of hours or, or at most four hours a day to, to really, you know, keep the business running. So just like two so to is four this, hours. Is this the, the micro business? Yes, correct. This is the micro business. So... It is it is a is a system whereby you build different types of businesses in your portfolio that you can run with little time, but they but the amount of money that they make you uh, comes comes in the form of profits, not not just uh, not just it's not just revenue. It's uh, because they are digital products. They are high margins. They are also highly scalable. If you if you build them so. Currently, I'm building my cohort, uh, which, will, which I will also turn into a digital course as well, which the digital course will be the scalable one. If, you are, if I'm doing a cohort, it's, mm. of course, you know, I can take yeah. in more students, but the one that really doesn't require my time is a digital thing, right? So, so building a personal brand allows me to have so many avenues of, of building and also being able to forge partnerships and approach anybody that I want to and just chat mm. with them. Like right now, I can really approach somebody who is a, a 1 million follower account and there's a higher chance of me getting a reply right now just simply by virtue of my my social media account uh, size. I mean, it's not a very big size. It's like four four and a half thousand, uh, 4,500. So it's not a, a very big account, but it has shown enough work that you will already attract people who resonate with you. So people just take a look at your account and they're like, man, I like this guy. Yeah. And I like yeah. how he thinks. I want to chat yeah. with him. So this is something that I believe everybody should have. Once everybody. you have a personal brand. Exactly. Everybody, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. When you build this, you're going to attract the opportunities that will come to you instead of you chasing the opportunities because people look at you and they say, I resonate with your thinking. I want to know more about you. I'm going to hit up this guy. I'm going to DM this guy. 
and then we'll get on call we'll get on we'll get on any other things like um sometimes we get on uh twitter spaces as well sometimes i sometimes we we do um like informal interviews etc so these kind of things lead to other interesting encounters because that person may introduce you to somebody else or that person might be working on something they they need help with they engage you on and they're like hey can you help me with this so so building building a personal brand has has going to be has got to be like the most interesting thing i ever came across in 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 building a job i never thought of this as a as a thing you never think of building a personal brand as a business and even if you are a an employee building your own personal brand attracts the people who wants to hire you because you are sharing your thoughts about your domain of expertise if you are a software engineer you're you're talking about engineering if you are a i don't know marketer you're you're sharing about marketing you're going to attract a lot of people who who are interested in this area looking for talent they're going to drop you a message and say hey i'm interested in talking to you more about 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 this and there and then you know things are things are just going to take off from there i i like to say lately that developing your voice and creating a personal brand is one of the highest forms of personal autonomy that you could ever build for yourself because you eventually monetize that but along the way you're sharing valuable insight which i i don't know if there's anything more valuable than you sharing your perspective with the world because someone out there probably needs to hear it even if it's just a few people uh and then eventually you refine that voice that message the message that comes from the voice into something that people want and it scales and it could be something that people want don't want right now but they they'll want in a few years from now but you're doing it now already because that's just who you are and for me there's just some beautiful like serendipity synchronicity of who we are as humans as these separate individuals living our own lives yet kind of born into a world where you have to make money and you have to provide value to others and we're, we don't just live in like village tribes where we share everything and there's a reality to surviving where we have to play this game that the world plays and now in 2023 it's becoming so clear that all you have to do is be yourself uh and system systemize it systematize it uh it's it's a linear process you follow the steps in the right way and you'll get there but you have to do the work it always comes back down to do the work and show it off you sure do you sure do and and the thing is when you start on this journey you're going to feel a lot of pressure and a lot of friction thinking that oh man who's going to listen to my who's who's going to want to read my stuff <laughs> Like for example, I'm in Singapore. I'm I'm just thinking to myself, hey, you know who who you know who in the heck in this world is gonna listen for somebody who in this tiny country? Yeah. But I was so surprised that <laughs> there are a lot of people who who share the same, you know, uh, uh, thinking, the same identity in a, in a certain way, certain habits that we share, even though we are so far away from from the uh, you know in in different parts of the world, and and also you know. 
maybe there are certain cultural differences, but by and large, the way that we think has also started to amalgamate because of the internet, mm. because of how mm -hmm. fast we, we just transmit information right now. And because also there are, there are more and more people who are sharing their, their, their viewpoints, their view of the world. At this point of time, as we consume all these kind of, uh, all these information, we start to form our view, our own unique perspective of the world. And as we, as we share it, we, we will start to recognize that there are certain people who have certain commonalities, but at the same time, they feel like, hey, there are certain other perspectives that you have that I've never thought of. There are certain other things that you tried. I'm, I have a similar mindset to you, but you tried certain things that I didn't. Let me try that. And if it worked, if it works for, for somebody, they might feel like, hey, I want to I wanna know this person more. I, I may want to also learn from this person. And that's where you start to create, uh, that's, that's where you start to create your training, your courses and stuff like mm -hmm. that, which will then allow you to commit the time to providing more value to a person. Because the reason why you want to charge for these kind of courses will be because you need to spend time on it. You need to, you need to have, you need to put in the energy to it. And that's, that's the reason why you charge it. But of course, there will always be people who will find value in your free, free uh, content, which is totally fine. Because if that already helps you, I think I've already done my job. Well, you're building trust. It's yes, building trust and a relationship to eventually buy your course. Yes. And, and also at the same time, uh, at the same time, another, another interesting way that I, I, I found of thinking about it is your content helps to bring up the awareness level of the person and eventually mm. they're going to need help. They're going to need time from you to further advance their knowledge, their skills, which they can't get from a free content type of format, which is then they, they will need to then pay for it, which, which then allows you to, to create you know, set aside the time of time to, to really create a, that step-by-step -step training for that person to just sit down and say, okay, I'm going to consume this and I'm going to go through this training. And I'm going to allow it to impact me. In the past, I used to think, hey, why not just rely purely on free, free content for myself? And then I realized that as a human being, you're not going to value free stuff. You're not going to sit down and think like, you're not going to sit down and think like, oh, you know, uh, I'm going to read all these things and then it's going to impact me. When you pay for something, you're going to, you're going to say, hey, I'm, I'm emotionally invested in this. Maybe you don't tell yourself this, but your, your mind is going to act this way. I'm, going to, I'm already invested in this. I need to make it work. I need to do, I need to put in my effort to make sure that this thing clicks. And if I, if I can't get it to work, I'm going to ask questions, right? And, and when I'm, like in, in my training, part of my plan is already to uh, encourage people to ask me. In fact, in my consulting uh, calls, I encourage my clients to always ask me questions. And a lot of people, I realize that they, they, don't, uh, they don't really encourage this because maybe because they, they want to, their focus is to get more clients. Their focus is to, 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 to just you know, um, generate sales. For me, it's a matter of generating the impact and then allowing that to come back eventually. Because that person who has gained quality is going to find success for themselves, is going to build a successful business, 
and then I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to serve them more because they'll have bigger problems to solve. Then I will mm. be able to solve bigger problems for them and then charge more for that. I think it's mm. I think it's a more fair flow of energy in a sense because I've already helped you to find more success. And then we're talking about how to help you to get to the next level. I think that that is, that is going to be so much more worthwhile than trying to close the next client every single time. That's not wrong with it. You know, you need to, you need to diversify. But if you're just focused on that, then you're just building a business where you're, you're only focused on sales. You're not focused on delivery. That's what, that's what I'm all about preaching, you know, just teaching in my, uh, to, to, to the people who come to me or anybody who, who, who talks to me for that matter. So would you, I have two questions. They're kind of related. Would you consider, first off, do you consider yourself to have a niche and it, well, let's go, let's start with that one. Do you consider yourself to be inside of a niche? Yeah, it's a very good question. A lot of people, yeah. when they when we start, we were like, "Hey, you know, do I need a niche and stuff like this?" Yeah. But I, I would say, yeah. um, I would say there are two answers. Of course, uh, yes and no. Of course, uh, and it doesn't sound like an answer. But hear me <laughs> out. Yes, because you need to start with something that people can kind of attach you to. So, for example, when I started out, I didn't. I didn't know what I want to talk about. So I decided to just go broad. And then over time, I realized that people attach the identity of a business person to me. Like it's not, it's not so much about marketing. Yeah. It's more about business. Whenever I, I use the word business in my tweets, I get a lot more responses. Whenever I use the word sales, marketing, or copywriting, it, I can see significantly less interactions over there. Mm. So that's why I realized that people are... People are more, um, people look at me as a business person, as an entrepreneur, more than anything else. And that's where I lean into. But at the same time, as you build your personal brand, remember that you're building a personality. Inject that, inject your story. Because at the end of mm. the day, people buy from you because of you, not because of, not because you have earned like $2 million and whatsoever. Yes, those kind of things are great. But at the same time, a person who has, uh, a person who had, a person can list so many different, uh, uh, certifications or qualifications or authority they that they have, but if they don't have a personality that matches the person that they're trying to teach, or they don't have the method that resonates with the person they're trying to impart the knowledge to, it's not gonna hit. It's not gonna impact the person. So that's what I have realized as well because. A lot of people think that I need to have authority. Like, for example, I put uh, $34 million generated online, right? That's including my, uh, my, the, the days where I helped other people to generate their, their income from their businesses whatsoever. So these are, this, these are authority statements that you use. But as I, as I talk to people more and more, I realize that some people may need something like this to say, okay, you have done it. You have been there. You have done it. But more people are more co are concerned about what you talk about over a period of time. Is as you talk about uh, the same topic over two weeks, three weeks, over a period of five months, they observe you, they, they watch what you're doing. 
and then they start to get inspired and they will start to contact you to say, hey, can you teach me about this? And that's where you re- then that's where you know that you have something that people want. Because a lot of times your audience will tell you what they want. But at the same time, you don't want to build a personal brand or brand that you can't do anything else on. Yeah. You, you get what I mean? It's like it's like building another prison or another hamster wheel for yourself. So I, I'm really I'm really valuing this perspective here and how you look at it because I've been studying a lot of creators and even digging into some of their material for how to get your personal brand going. And I haven't heard it presented quite this way before where you have your personal brand and you lean into something. You lean into a niche because you know there's people there that are interested. And this is also what I've noticed about your posts uh, and probably why we're talking today. For example, I didn't really think we'd be talking about personal branding in this conversation today. I thought we'd be talking about more entrepreneurial business stuff. But at the same time, it's it's kind of the same thing these days. But yep. So you start your personal brand and then you just branch off different projects, different endeavors from there is what I'm hearing. And and then you're not limited to a niche. You're not limited to a niche because if you, if you build your, if you build yourself so strongly into one niche, what's going to happen is I've, I've also, uh, you know, talked to a lot of big accounts, like, um, relatively big accounts, like 80,000, a hundred thousand. And they're, they're telling me things like I can't, I can't pivot. I can't pivot away from what I originally talk yeah. about, right? Mm-hmm. And and that that gets boring fast. Mm-hmm. I have people, I have friends who talk about investing, about about writing, about um just just about marketing, and they can't talk about any other aspects of their life. But a human being has so much more that we can offer, right? There are some. Uh, if you are an investor, you might be also interested in health. You might also be interested in in spirituality. It does not mean that you are limited into just one perspective if you're able to and and the thing that makes you unique is a combination of all these different niches or all these different experiences like for example the way that the reason why i'm i i view businesses differently is because i got my start from investing and analyzing stocks like the these the the company stock and breaking down the, the businesses of big corporations. Breaking all these down allowed me to, to have a view of business from a more broader perspective and, and also and also the economy from a from a macro perspective. And this is mm. something that not every entrepreneur will have. Most entrepreneurs will just tell you like uh uh, if, you, if you talk to them about investing, they'll they just be saying like, oh, you know, I'm just looking at the prices and stuff like that. But uh, but at, at also at the same time, they don't really look at what the broader economy uh, would, would throw at them. A lot of entrepreneurs are, are looking from the bottom up kind, uh, kind of approach. And the way that I look at it is more from the top down uh, approach, which in a way, uh, you know, I don't want to digress too much into that topic. But what I'm trying to say is that your individual interests is what is going to differentiate you because you're going to bring that different perspective. Your experience are going to be the, the main differentiator between you and ChatGPT or Google Bard. You're not going <laughs> to, 
right. you're not gonna you're not gonna be a very successful creator if you just sound like everybody else so one last note on 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 that is how would you well any tips you want to give but in particular for someone starting out how would you recommend i guess sending out the noise to try to hone in on a signal uh how do we lean into something to a certain topic while we're being ourselves i will uh, say or that do we just be ourselves until you know until we're at a hundred thousand followers is <laughs> is is really uh i mean it, it can be quite a it can be quite a winding path if you're just being yourself, so to speak. You know, there are yeah, some people exactly. who just be yeah. themselves and then they shift pose everywhere. And, and that know, was they, me they really just... for 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. I traveled the world. I had great experiences. I made a lot of content, but I never cared about the audience. I never cared about providing value. And so I never created anything. And now I'm starting over. And this is exactly the question I want people to, to know the answer to before they start. I'm glad you had that realization. In fact, if you start with just list down three things, three categories that you want to talk about, right? So, uh, it could be, it could be anything, right? Like for example, for me, it was, uh, business spirituality. And I think, um, can't remember what's the third one, like marketing or something like that. Um, I mean, right now I don't really use it. It was like at the start, you want to talk about these kind of things. I think writing was one of the other things that I talked about. But when you list down these three things, you're going to train your mind to, to just hone into that thing. I don't know if you meditate, but um, before meditation, there's, there's usually a part where you set your intention as to what you want to achieve and then you let it go and then you let things flow. That's the, the whole point about this where you set three topics that you intend to talk about. It will set your general direction, your North Star. And then as you go, because these are, these are topics that you have, you have explicitly told yourself you have interest in. And also at the same time, these are likely topics that you have some sort of experience in. Because if you list it out, you're, you're probably going to be either like so super interested in it that you will list it out or you have some sort of past experience in it that you feel like, Hey, you know, this might be something that I can talk about. It may not be the, the one and only thing uh, that I really want to talk about, but it is part of what I want to say. So let's put it in and let's see what happens. So what's going to happen here is as you talk about those three things, you will start to receive that those small little signals. And then as you go into it, you realize that within the topics that you have listed, there are other things that you want to talk about that you can talk about as well. Like the reason why I, I started going into mm. micro business is because in business, I started realizing that a lot of people wanted to start businesses that they don't have, that they don't have to put in like tens of thousands of dollars to start. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they don't really have a lot of time uh, to, to, to start these kind of projects. So I decided these, this is something that I, I think I can talk about if it's a uh, a lot of people talk about small and medium enterprises but that's not what i'm about it's not about having employees for the sake of having employees if i have employees it's it's not it's not what some people call the one man business because one man business just tells you that oh or one person business just tells you that i just want to be a one person thing but if if i go along this direction i start to realize that 
these are the things that really resonate with me. These are the other things that doesn't resonate with me. I'm going to do away with them. And that's how, that's how I, I form my own message. I form the, the type of things that, that really energizes me because you will, you will also recognize the signals in your brain that, that really tells you like, this is going to feed you. That's what really happened to me in the last couple of months. And I really love that you say that. And I think that's a very spiritual perspective on the matter because for me, I quit the only real job I ever had right in college, university. And then I just left. I left everything. I stopped working. I just wanted to travel. I lived with no money. Uh, I traveled the world and I traded my time and I had a beautiful life, but there was never anything uh, remotely close to creating a living for a family in the future, for example. And the reason I lived that way is because I just wanted to work on my own projects. I wanted to be creative. I, I wanted to stimulate those neurons that make me feel content with the creativity I'm producing. And now I'm, I'm, you know, jumping back into this new world of like, okay, how do I be myself, but also make a living from it? And this uh, whole creator scene is exactly what it is. It's exactly what that is. And I, when you study up in the beginning, a lot of people will just say, study, get into your niche and only post that and like make it good. But no one ever seems to acknowledge that. Well, maybe some people are starting to acknowledge, but and you're acknowledging you got to feel good doing it or else yeah, what's, what's the point? Then you may as well be in a 40 hour a week desk job again, working for someone else, making someone else money. Uh, and you're just paid a wage. You, exactly. You got to feel and, good. And you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to escape the rat race to just go another, another yeah. rat race. <laughs> right. You don't want to <laughs> escape the red race to go into a hamster race, for example. It's it's a different species, but you're still in a race. You don't want to yeah. be in a race. You wanna be you wanna be something that allows you to survive, but also do what makes you happy or, or content doing. And it drives you because because I've tried the the kind of uh life where I just do nothing for for the day and and, and I tried it. I wanted to do it for three weeks just to just to experience how it is. By the time I finished my first week, I was dying. I was saying like, man, you know, if this is all there is to life, there's it, it's, it's meaningless. Then there's no point in uh, how much, no matter how much money you earn, it's not going to, it's not going to make any sense to you at the end of the day. I mean, some people might think that, oh, you know, uh, because because you have certain experiences and that's the reason why you can say that. But if you if you lead your life that way, very soon you realize that you are already 60 and you have not done anything that, that you enjoy doing. So, so that, yeah. that is my philosophy. Well, I really want to thank you for coming on. Time is flying here and I know you're a busy man. So I really appreciate your time and I'm really excited to put this episode together. I think there's going to be some really valuable information from people and we can find you on Twitter. Anything you would like to share? Yeah. If you, if you would like to find me on Twitter, my handle is the Howie Tan and I'm also, um, and I'm also currently just building my cohort, which is uh, still slated to launch in August. So it's going to be called the micro business and, um, uh, hopefully if, if anybody is interested, uh, you can be on, if not, you know, I'm always going to be on Twitter.
sovereign states of mind. 